Um, some of you that know me, I've been a part of Render for two years. This, this year as director, but last year as a part of the team. And so it's really weird to be speaking in the sanctuary right now, but I feel so blessed and so encouraged and so at peace. And the semester's almost over. Hallelujah. Amen. Summer's almost here. We're almost there, guys. But I've had the most incredible time in Render, and just I've seen God move in ways that have really challenged me and pushed me in my faith. And so I do have a couple of thank yous before we get started, if you guys don't mind. Is that cool with everybody? Awesome. So I just want to say thank you really quick. Uh, staff and faculty, guys, we have amazing staff and faculty that are there for us and that really encourage us. Take advantage of that. I just... I have felt them stick by me constantly, and I'm just so encouraged and so blessed, so thank you guys so much. Uh, to Adam Rollin and the sound team, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, thank you that you make us able to be heard, because, you know, that'd be, that'd be disappointing if we weren't, you know. Thank you so much. <laughs> to all of our volunteers on both prayer and worship teams. During worship, I just had like a proud mom moment. I'm sorry, like I call them that all the time. But to see where they've started and where they've come is really um, encouraging for me. And so I just want to say thank you to them for all your hard work. You guys inspire me to just push myself. Uh, to my friends and family who are all here, security fam too, where are you at? Hey, where are you at? <laughs> thank you guys so much for sticking by me. Also, speaking of family, my mom is here from Puerto Rico. She's really great. Also, she might cry, so if you see her cry, just give her a hug because, you know, she just likes those too. But lastly, probably one of the most important thank yous is to my team. Um, you guys encourage me and inspire me. Oh, I'm trying not to cry, guys, but thank you guys so much for everything that you do, for making me laugh during meetings and for being there for me. You guys are incredible. Can we just give them a round of applause really quick? I'm going to try not to cry because that's going to be uncomfortable for all of us. So, But today I want to talk about something that is important to all of us, speaking of uncomfortableness or uncom whatever the word is. Something that I actually didn't plan on talking about, but the father wanted something different to say. And so I was like, okay, what was I going to say? No. Um, today I want to talk about calling. And some of you guys are already like, great, like another message on calling. Like I've heard this a billion times. But I just encourage you today, don't become jaded. Um, don't close yourself off uh, to what the Lord has to say today. Uh, just because in seeking him, I found that there are three di different types of people. There are people that have no idea what they're doing at the moment. They have no idea why they're here sometimes. And they're really confused as to why the Lord is bringing them through what they're, like, what they're going through. And there are people that know what God has called them to, but they're running far in the opposite direction. <laughs> And then, then there are people that are totally confident in their calling, and they're just ready to go. And today we're going to look into the Word and read about someone who's probably feeling all these things at one time. Uh, the story of Abraham has really encouraged me in just my faith journey and my walk and calling, I guess. Um, and in his life, they have huge moments and huge moments with the Lord. And so if you guys want to turn to Genesis 12, while you're doing that, I'm just going to pray for our chapel time. Father, I thank you so much that... You are not a God that's silent. God, that you are speaking and that you're moving regardless of our circumstance. And Lord, I pray that the words that you've given me are not mine but yours, and that you would speak to whoever needs to be spoken to in this, in this chapel today, even if it's one person, Jesus. So in your name we pray. Amen. Say amen if you're at Genesis 12. Nice. Okay. So we'll read it, we'll read it together. 
Now the Lord said to Abram, go far from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will, I will, dis, I will dishonor you. Whoa. I will dishonor those <laughs> or curse those who dishonor you. Reading is hard, guys. And in you, all families of the earth will be blessed. Now, I don't, I don't like to call myself a biblical scholar, but I do know that though Abraham had this great walk with the Lord, he was just like you and me. He was a person. He was a human who probably felt human things, human emotions, human temptations. And in this moment with the Lord, if I would have been in Abraham's shoes, I would have been nervous. <laughs> There's a lot riding on him in this moment, right? The words like, I will make of you a great nation. You're like, ooh. Those are, power, those are powerful words, right? Do, you, do we, we understand that today, Chapel? Do we understand that, North Central? I will make, you a, make of you a great nation. And I can definitely relate to this in my own life as well. And so, just felt the Lord telling me to tell you guys a little bit about my call to ministry and how I got to North Central. Um, not only because it's relatable to this message, but also because I graduate next year, amen? Any graduates next year? Come on now. It's like two of you? Okay. Um, so I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about that. My senior year of high school in around like February, like end of February, uh, my home church were having like a revival weekend. Any of, the, any of you guys been there? No? Yes? Good stuff. And at this point, I'd been serving in church for a while. I'd been basically at church six days a week. Bless my mom for driving six days a week to church. Um, doing student ministries, doing worship team, doing just about everything I just wanted to serve. Um, but at this revival, I was with my friends. At the last night of the revival, Brian Bolt was speaking. I don't know if you guys, any of you guys know Brian Bolt. Uh, he has an incredible testimony. Um, and he was just sharing that. But at the end of his message, he was talking about calling. And he said, I feel like there are some youth in the room that are called to ministry. And I'm like sitting in the second row. And all of a sudden, I felt my heart just, like, sink. And I, was, and I said to myself, I don't know if you guys, any of you guys know this word, but yeet. <laughs> I was like, that cannot be me. That's not me. I, at this point, I was already accepted to music school in Boston. Um, that was my plan. I was ready to go. Um, I was ready to put all, all my eggs in that basket. But something happened in that sanctuary, that still gives me goosebumps. And I felt myself stand up, not against, not, not in my own will, but in God's will. And I felt myself stand up, and I felt myself sink to the altar, and I just started crying. And I was so at peace, but so questioning at the same time. I didn't feel qualified to do ministry, even though I was serving six days a week in church. I had no tools to accomplish what God was telling me to do, and so I prayed that night, and I cried, and I really wrestled with God. I was like, God, is this really what, you, what you're calling me to? Like, are you sure? <laughs> like, and it was at that time, a few months later, that my pastor came and told me about North Central, and I put my deposit into North Central and put my, all my eggs in this basket in July, and I moved here in August, and I haven't looked back since, and I'm so thankful that the Lord brought me here. Amen? But... In that, in that moment, all I felt was worry. And that's our, kind of our first person today. You're worried about your calling. In that moment at the altar, I look, a lot, I look back at it a lot, and I realize that the Lord wasn't looking for what I had, like my excuses, my, what I thought disqualified me. 
He wasn't looking for, he was just looking for me. He was just looking for me to say yes. And I can see this also in Abraham's story. He had none, he had none of the tools that he needed according to society, according to materialistic things. But God just said, go. God said, go be a blessing, and I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to make of you a great nation. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse those who dishonor you. The weight of those words for Abraham must have been huge. But and let's take heart today and realize that that's what God's calling us to do. Amen? Leave everything that makes us comfortable and go into the uncomfortable. Go into the unknown. Sometimes we get caught up so much in asking God where he is that we're not, we're not realizing that he's, like, he's right there. He's whispering like, this is what I want you to do. And we're just, we're just screaming at the top of our lungs like, God, where are you? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know why I'm here. I don't know why I'm at North Central. I don't know why you brought me here. All I know is that you brought me here. I'm at this undeclared major. I'm at this major that I don't even like. And I don't understand why I'm here. And it breaks my heart, but I've been there too. I realize that. But God is calling you to push through. Amen? I, in that moment at the altar, I was so worried about my, what my friends were going to say, what my friends were going to think. They're like, well, why is she getting up? Like, what's going on? But God's calling you to push past your friends. God's calling you to push past your, what you think disqualifies you to do what he's calling you to do and realize that that is exactly what qualifies you to do the ministry he's calling you to. It doesn't have to be ministry. Some of you guys are called to social work, to business, to theater, to the arts, to computer science and glorifying God in that. That's what God's calling you to do. And there are things that he's put in your life that qualify you to do that. Amen. Like I said, I understand how frustrating it can be to realize or to think that you're here for no reason. But in Matthew 11, 28 to 30, it's not on the screen, but I'll just read it to y'all. Jesus says to us, come those who are burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Sometimes when we're looking for all the answers, God's just calling you to trust in him. God's just calling you to sit with him and listen to what he has to say while he builds your character, while he builds your trust in him. And in that moment, that, those moments on waiting on the Lord, those are not moments wasted, amen? God doesn't waste a single moment. God doesn't waste a single thing that happens to you because God knows, amen? So we just need to lay down our worries and trust in him, right? Because he hears us. We don't, like I was saying before, we don't serve a silent God. We don't serve a God that just we pray to and then there's nothing in return. The God we serve is a God that we, we can talk to and that he talks back to us. How incredible is that? Because he's not forsaking you and your story of coming through this is a beautiful one. At the end of the day, you're going to look back and realize, oh, like God is there the whole time. How cool is that? That's pretty neat. But sometimes we know what God is calling us to, and it's terrifying. <laughs> and so we allow doubt to creep into our spirit. And then kind of going a little bit further into Abraham's story, kind of skimming through Genesis, um, it, the Lord promises Abraham's wife, Sarah, a son. And she is 90, almost 100 years old. And they're like, do you not see how old I am? Like, what's going on? Promises him a son, and then later in Genesis 22, um, after they've, they've already had the son Isaac that was promised to them, amen, Lord doesn't break his promises, God tests Abraham in telling him to take his son Isaac 
up to the mountain and sacrifice him as a burnt offering. And so Abraham and Isaac are climbing this mountain and they're like, just no sacrifice, no ram, no sheep, no nothing. Isaac's like, where the sacrifice at though? Like, where, like I don't see anything. <laughs> Little did he know that he was the sacrifice. Just kidding. But just as Abraham has his son tied up and Isaac is sitting there all confused and he's wondering what's the next step, a ram appears. And the angel of the Lord brings the ram down. And sometimes the Lord puts something so big in our hearts that we get so scared. And we think, this, is, this can't be of the Lord. This has to be of me, right? Like, this, is, this has to be something that I want. It can't be something that the Lord wants me to do. And sometimes our first reaction is to doubt. And we start running for our lives, right? But sometimes, if you really think about it, in life we're so trained to, know, to only go when we know the destination, we're hungry, right? We're hungry. So we go to Taco Bell 11 o'clock at night. Shout out to Drew Pool. Yeah. <laughs> you have to use the bathroom, so you get up and go use the bathroom, right? But call it, the way that God works is God calls us to go without, without a destination. He just calls us to go. And it fights against our human nature, but we just have to do it. Abraham had no idea if there would be a ram there. He had no clue if God would provide a sacrifice. He just had to trust him. Of course, he loved Isaac with all his heart, the promised son to him at such an old age. But some of you guys are so confused about your calling because you're just so exhausted from running and not trusting God. You're just so tired. You don't realize the gifts and talents that God has given to you, and you're disqualifying yourself. And the Lord is saying things to you, and you're like, no, 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 no. That's a coincidence. That can't, like, no, I can't do that. That can't be me. That's not the kind of person that I am. Like, no way. Stop running. <laughs> You're tired. You're going to tie yourself out. Just seek God. Just chill with God. And he's telling you what he wants you to do. All we have to do is trust him, amen? God's in your corner. And it's God's calling you to do something, but if you don't do he's going to find someone else to do it. And Esther 4.14, one of my favorite, favorite verses ever. I'll pull it up really quick. You guys can pull it up if you want to, but I'm not going to make you. It says, for if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to this royal position for such a time as this. God is calling you. So just stop running and trust him. And some of you guys are saying, well, you know, I, I trusted God. I trusted him and he took things away from me. And I don't have things that I wanted. And I, don't, and I don't understand why God had to take this away, why I'm going through this. And so what I need to say to you is that sometimes God will promote you to the valley to prepare you for the mountain. Let me say that again. Sometimes God will promote you to the valley to prepare you for the mountain. It's not a disqualification on God's part. It's a promotion. He's preparing you and he's equipping you for what he has for you. Amen. And it's not our mountain. It's God's. But some of you guys are just way past this. You're like, Sarah, this is not me. Some of you guys are just ready to go. And I encourage you in saying, don't become impatient in your calling. I can really resonate with this because I'm there right now. You know, I'm almost a senior at North Central. And I'm just like, I'm ready to go. Like, I'm just, I'm ready to go. And we're at this school preparing us for what God has called us to do. And sometimes we get so caught up in our future ministry that we forget the mission for now. That we are here for a purpose. Living in the 
already, living for now, living for what God has called you to do, will prepare you for the not yet. Will prepare you for your calling. Will prepare you for what the Lord is launching you to do and preparing you for at North Central. But if we keep living for, to wonder what's next, we're going to wonder what's next for the, whole, the rest of our lives. If we wait for ourselves to be ready, we wait for ourselves to have a degree, we're going to, be, we're going to wait for the rest of our lives. I found myself saying so many times, if I was just working in a church already, if I was just a graduate already, if I had my degree already, this, I could do this, then I could do this. And I think we've all been there. But just take a look around. Like, there are people around you that are in a desperate time. Just because we go to a Christian school, just because we go to a school, we all, we all are striving to become better believers, better Christians, to be more like Jesus, doesn't mean that we don't go through things. doesn't mean that we don't experience life. Some people in this room need healing. Some people need to experience God in a new way, need a fresh touch from the Lord. Some people have dreams that they think are crazy because people are like, that's impossible, you can't do that. And some people just don't feel like they're good enough. You don't need a title, you don't need a platform, you don't need a degree to be a leader. You don't need any of that because at the end of the day, Jesus is the person that exemplified leadership. And he was what? Just a man that came down that would, lived, lived amongst us without sin. Like, how crazy is that? Can we just, like, think about that for a second? What? The Lord has placed you here to be a part of your mission. Maybe it's time to start praying for people to be healed and believing for that. Maybe it's an idea that you have a new organization on campus. Maybe it's furthering something at North Central, or maybe outside of North Central. Maybe you have a crazy dream, too, and honestly, maybe you don't feel like you're good enough. But this place is part of your story. This place is part of your story. Don't miss that. Don't get so caught up in trying to do everything right now that you miss what God is calling you to do. Because sometimes even good things done outside of God's will are not really good things. There's so much purpose in the process. Amen? We are all at a different part of this journey. And sometimes when we don't have the answers, we start to confuse our calling with our identity been there too. <laughs> so let me just clarify anything before I keep going. Before you are anything else, you are a child of God. Amen. Before you are a business, pastoral, marketing, theater, computer science major, you're a child of God. Before I'm a woman in ministry, I'm a child of God. And before God made a great nation of Abraham, Abraham was still a child of God before anything else. Amen. That's a good word. And God always keeps throwing this analogy, I guess, of a puzzle to my head. It, it is, this puzzle vision analogy came to me one time we were in preaching mentorship program, which is a, a thing that we do for render speakers. Um, and I was sitting there, and God just showed me this puzzle. And it was like the pieces were everywhere, and it was like the box was open, and there's a picture. You know how boxes for puzzles have like the picture on the front, right? And it shows you what it's supposed to look like. And God showed me the picture of the puzzle, but God also showed me the puzzle and just the edges. But not like the inside, just the edges. And God's calling us to not look at the picture. He's just calling us to start with the edges. Start one step at a time. If some of you guys can't, 
you guys have to work hourly. You're like, if I just get through this hour, and then this hour, and then this hour, like, and sometimes that's okay. And sometimes we just need to trust God, and we just need that new trusting and new refreshing from God every hour. And that's great, because he wants to spend time with you anyway, amen? But some of us really need to evaluate where, we are, where we're at with the Lord, where we're at with this. And Stephen, if you wanted to come up and play keys. Some of you just really need to take time and rest with the Lord and rest in him and stop being so confused and so worried that he's not going to speak and just realize that he's already speaking and we just need to listen. Some of us need to stop running. Some of us need to stop running that marathon, Olympic marathon, and just stop doubting God and just go for it and just let God do it. And part of this message is really going to be a take it and go. Like some of you guys are going to be like, I'm so ready, and just run out the door and go conquer the world. And I truly believe there are just so many world changers in this room, and it makes me almost cry, but I'm just so excited to see what the Lord has to do with the people that are here and how they're going to be impacted by your faithfulness. But some people just need some time to reflect. And that's okay. And so... It's 11.43, and there's seven minutes left. And so if that's you, I'm going to pray really quick, and then just come up here. Just come to the altar. Sometimes you just got to pull in me, and the Lord's just going to put you in one spot, and you're just going to have like a, tea, a pool of tears at your feet, and that's okay. And sometimes it's scary to go without a destination. But God wants to use you. God's going to use each and every one of you. And God has a plan for you. And it might not look like what you thought. That's okay, too. So let's just slow down. Let's just slow down and listen for his voice. There'll be people up here to pray for you as well. My team will be up here if you need prayer. But I'm going to pray. And then if you need to come up to this altar, come up here. But I really do take, take some time. I do encourage you to take some time and just reflect on what the Lord's calling you to do. Maybe you need a refreshing. I don't know what it is. So let's pray together, amen. Father, I thank you for the word that you are saying to your people. And God, sometimes we get so caught up. We get so caught up in just wanting to do things for your kingdom that we do everything out of order. And God, I just want to pray right now for the people that are going to be up here, that are saying, maybe saying yes to you, maybe saying yes to what you're called them to do for the first time. And I just want to celebrate that in, in your prayer, in your presence, Jesus. But God, I also thank you that you're not silent. That even if we leave this place and we're, sometimes we still question, that we can just come to you and we can come to your word and that you're going to speak to us. That you always have something to say to us. That you don't leave us behind, that you don't leave us hanging, God. So I thank you for this time, Lord. I thank you for what you're going to do in this place, and I thank you for what you're stirring in the hearts of your people. It's in your name we pray. Amen. So if you need to come up here, you can go ahead and come up here.